You grew up knowing you could do anything. As a soldier in the U.S. Army, you'll test your limits and feel the pride of doing things you never thought possible. With guaranteed training in one of more than 150 career fields, up to $40,000 cash enlistment bonus, you'll earn a steady paycheck, get money for college, and gain valuable experience while you learn how to be a valued team leader. To find out more, call your local Army recruiter or visit us at GoArmy.com. There's strong, and then there's Army strong. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. I just want to know, man. I don't know why this is in my head, but has the world ever turned more quickly against an artist than they did against Macklemore? Where are you getting that from? Man, Macklemore was like the biggest thing in music for 15 minutes. And his whole shtick when he came out was he was anti-establishment. Screw the rage, screw the record companies, screw corporate America, screw Nike, screw haters that don't like gay marriage. And everybody, the kids, my kid was on the Macklemore train before the album ever hit. The heist, mm-hmm. he was telling me about this guy that was, you know, coming up. And then he hits and he gets big and he's gone. I don't even, is he even a thing anymore? I don't think so. I, I think all of his other songs sound the same, exactly the same. And that one line in the song you were playing where he talks about Wu Tang raised him, that's where he lost me. Because he ain't sounding. Nathan like Wu-Tang Clan. But I mean, okay, but does Drake sound like Wu-Tang? Does Future sound like Wu-Tang? Those guys were raised on Wu-Tang. But you got to be at a level to even invoke the name Wu-Tang Clan. I mean, that's the ultimate tribute. Wu-Tang raised me. I mean, dude, you would be the first to say that. Anybody that knows you outside of, you know, knowing you intimately and deeply and your affinity for Wu-Tang and all things old school rap, if you were just to drop that on somebody and say, man, Wu-Tang was one of the pivotal pieces of my young life, they'd be like, what What just happened? That's like me playing basketball at the Y and managing like a mid-range jumper and going, Jordan! See, I I I was just at second glances and bought his new album. I think you just made that up, Trent. You guys, way over your head. That's a thrift store here in Sanford. Oh, Thanks for missing yeah. the joke. Yeah, I missed nice that job. completely. I don't know why you wanted to start the show off like that, but um, he looks like uh, Wentz, the quarterback from – He looks like a Tom like Wentz. Wentz. For sure. But I don't know. Anything else you want to talk about him except for him being a sucky rapper? I he that's that's my point. I guess he Is was good when the, before that guy died. Who was that dude yeah. that died? Matt uh, Macklemore's huh? buddy what? that was dating Ariana Grande. What? Yeah, was, was that Mac? I didn't know him. And uh, what's his name? What's the dude's name? The For, white guy. Um, he did all of Macklemore's oh music. God. Mac. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Mac Miller. Mac yeah. Miller. Were they Mac boys? Miller. Yeah. I didn't know they were. That a was thing. he did all his music. What? Yeah. Who did whose music? Mac Miller did all Macklemore's music. That I think is a lie. I don't think that happened. It might be. You know, remember um, Young MC and what was the other guy's name? 
Tone Loke. Tone Loke. One of the those two wrote music for Tone the Tone Loke was the uh, MC for... No, I mean, Young MC was the MC for Tone Loke. Yes. But yeah. one of the guys, I think Tone Loke wrote all the songs. I thought it was the other way around. Okay. I think so, too. I, and I may be completely incorrect. I don't know why I'm arguing with you about rap music, because... I would always defer to you when it comes to knowledge, but if you say Ma- if you say Macklemore had no talent, I'm willing to accept that. Although I, I do know. have to admit that when I'm alone, all by myself, with nobody else to hear it in any other kind of way, I probably listen to a little Macklemore. I ain't gonna lie. He he came out, he did his thing. I'm not saying he's not talented, but I mean, come on, he's just kind of like a little bit of a fad. He's like a pet rock. But, I mean, when I listen to the radio and I hear any of this nonsense that's out there now. In fact, I'm, I'm listening to XM. I, I listen every day. And the newest thing that XM is rolling out is they're rolling out a future channel. Hmm. I can't think of anything the world needs less than a future channel on XM radio. Oh, I was wrong. It was Ryan Lewis. I know. <laughs> oh, See, that was racist, dude. You're like all those white guys. It was very racist. I'm disappointed with you, Trent. Sorry. Hey man, Consider he's trying to meet his, He's trying to meet the quota for the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what <laughs> he went ahead and got it in now. We're good. Get it in the first 15 minutes. It's We're all good. good. What do y'all think about Big Boy? I think I was. I almost cried. I almost cried because that was confirmation when Big Boy trotted out there. I just knew. I just knew in the back of my soul that Andre was going to show up with him. And that was going to be the moment. And in the end, the refrain seems to be the big boy <coughs> needed to get paid, and Andre is truly down for the cause. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that's really sad that they can't get on the same page and get back. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That's weird. It, you it can't really think about is, man. You can't think about Outcast without both of them being involved. Well, no, I mean, and I'll let you know that that hook. I like the way you feel. Dun, dun, dun. Of course, I invited my mom over to the Super Bowl, and she goes, they're always stealing, like, the old good stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, Mom, you're right. Speaking of, you know, blanketed racism out there in the world. <laughs> the old good she stuff. What? Oh, my God. But, she um, just flipped the old, you know, Elvis Presley argument back around the other direction. I liked... Um, I'm not going to hate on Maroon 5. I thought it was good. I don't understand why he needed to go full shirt off. Hey, though. I got to make an That's observation. That's the only thing. I got to make an observation. I think this is a real thing. When he took his shirt off, I was like, this cat is like ripped up pretty good. Oh, yeah. And then when I started paying attention, I am of the belief that there are some strategically placed tattoos that like – Help to define his delts. You know what I mean? Oh, like okay. it's a little darker on his shoulder than it is on his bicep. Am, am I wrong about that? I, you looked way closer than I no, was. I looking. mean, for real, because <laughs> even Nedge was like, she's like, he's been working out. And then we looked, and it almost seemed like the shadows created and the lighting from his tattoos were making him look a little bit more defined than he really is. Do you, you think know he what was I mean? in the back? Like, remember the movie Ed TV? You think he was in the back doing push ups right before? Bro, if I knew I was going to be on the Super Bowl show, uh, the Super Bowl halftime show, and I was going to be shirtless, I'd start doing crunches now. 
So, yeah, I'm sure that was part of the plan. And if he wasn't ready, his shirt would have stayed on. It wouldn't have been anything. But the amazing part of this is that people took to the Twitter sphere and they're like, well, how come it was such a big deal when Janet Jackson's nipple got shown? Shut up, man. That's some old news. It is some old news, but they're like, but isn't it equal? How come Adam Levine can have his shirt off? I'm, You know what? I'm down. Let it be equal across the board. I think any performer that wants to do the halftime show should be able to do it topless. And I, we, Justin Timberlake, they trotted him out last year after the whole Nipplegate thing. I think since we're going to repeat artists, Katy Perry ought to do next year's show. And you know what else? Topless. I'm, I'm all about some equality. I think everybody should do it topless. That's what I just said, dude. I mean, Katy I'm just Perry, saying, do the halftime show next year topless. See what the ratings look like for that. Um. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I just knew that he was going to do the show because he came in with layers. He had like four layers. Wasn't it weird? How Adam it Levine. Kinda, how it was like kinda, so predictable, it right? It was. And then when he took it off, I was like, oh, man, come on, dude. You could have gone to that short. By the way, ain't no amount of tattoos accenting any rips on my body. Okay? So you got to give him full <laughs> full props for being ripped. Dude, come on. And let me tell you something else. He gets no props, dude. This dude has got a bazillion dollars, a personal chef, a masseuse, a, a damn two workout coaches. And you don't give him props. And a full gym in his house. And not for coming out there being in good shape. Plus, he's a relatively young man. Let me tell you something. His range, and this is going to lose me cred, street cred. I get it. I know. But to sing live, just look at how Adam Scott came out. Travis that dude Scott. Sent, Travis Scott. He sounded like he was on a karaoke machine. That was horrible. For him to sing at least most of that live... He's got range like Sting. Like I mean, he's got really, really good range. You tell me one other, one other um, performer that a male performer that can hit the high notes that he hits and get the low notes and everything in between. I mean, I gotta you got to give him props. Man. I, I, I will give him props. However, when you look at him versus, say, Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake's out there full on dancing, singing. Oh yeah, whatever. Uh, but here's the thing: Maroon Five taking a lot of hits. Um, for doing the show in the first place because the whole Colin Kaepernick thing will not go away. So people are like, we thought you were woke, Maroon 5. Um, Nick Cannon came out and said it was okay for Big Boy to be part of the halftime show because he's paid his dues. But Travis Scott, it wasn't okay for him because he hasn't done enough for the cause yet. What, what, oh, huh? Dude, How come, come the on. NFL has got to be the standard bearer for all things race <coughs> relation in America. That that frustrates me a little bit. And we've moved beyond the whole Colin Kaepernick's frozen out of league thing. That uh, You know what? A year ago, maybe that was a thing. Two years ago, maybe it was a thing. Can we this just dude hasn't played put- football in three years. And I don't know why the NFL has got to be you know out there on blast for this whole race thing. And then at the same time, people get a pass. Cardi B, I'm not playing. You know how much money I gave up to not play the Super Bowl? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, what? Who? First of all, who wanted Cardi B to play the Super Bowl? Secondly, she don't Cardi dance. B did a Pepsi commercial that ran during the Super Bowl. I'm sure she was well compensated for. And then, oh, by the way, she's on Twitter dancing on stage with Robert Kraft at a Super Bowl concert without she, any regard for the fact that Robert Kraft was like the biggest Trump donor out there. I thought she Down don't. The cost. I thought she don't dance no more. She. Only makes money moves. I thought that's what she does nowadays. Dude, Travis Scott's done enough for the cause. He took a Kardashian or a Jenner, got her pregnant, got her off the market, so the NBA is saved. Well, well, good call. 
Thank you. Good call. No, I mean, Travis Scott probably should have done something people, different. In this day and age of auto-tune, he would have been well-served to be auto-tuned. Yeah, he should have. Big you know, boy. Dude, how, how, who negotiated that? That he was going to actually be on stage. His drive up in the caddy lasted longer than him on stage. It was really cool to see. I mean, if there's an artist to me that is synonymous with Atlanta in this day and age, Big Boy's right there near the top of that. But I will always take away from that, I'm just sad that Andre wasn't out there with him. It just wasn't right. Well, And what city has done a better job in, in showcasing their city during a Super Bowl than Atlanta did? Like, they, I mean, it was like a job. nonstop commercial. You're, you're absolutely right. And it started with Gladys Knight coming out there. And Anybody, she was straight fired. She, right? And she's like 97 years old. And apparently, I didn't know. I was told today. I got to go look it up. I haven't fact-checked this. But apparently, she's pretty sick. But Atlanta, dude, anybody that's been through Atlanta and hasn't gone and gotten Gladys Knight's chicken and waffles, dude, correct that immediately. Get that down. is a staple of Atlanta. She is an Atlanta icon. Big Boy was out there. Travis Scott, I could have done without. Maroon 5 didn't do a bad job. It wasn't a bad halftime show. And the kids that are out there screaming about it being bad aren't old enough to remember the who. That's all I got to say. Or the Red Hot Chili Peppers. They, like... After they were right after what Missy Elliott, they came out right after Missy Elliott. Or I, no, it was um, what's the the young guy? Um, uh, yeah, Bruno Mars. They came out with Bruno Mars, and after Bruno Mars tore it up, the Red Hot Chili Peppers sounded like garbage. There dude. you go. So appreciate what you got. Maroon Five did all right. I didn't need to see. Adam Levine's nakedness, but it didn't like frustrate me. Anybody's out there on Twitter screaming, oh, it's not fair equality. Shut, shut up. Just shut up for real. I mean, I've got daughters and sons. One of my sons gets up there and wants to take his shirt off. I hope he's been working off or working out. Yeah. One of my girls, uh, no, you need to put a long sleeve shirt on. You know, more clothes, more clothes, more clothes, please. There are differences. So that's all I have to say about that. Um, if, you the, saw about if Levitard had not already done this, I would put forth an edict right now that we were not going to talk about the Super Bowl. I, for one, sick to death of hearing about it. We will touch it for a second, and then we're about to talk about Anthony Davis some more. Krista Lambert, Brandon Atkins, two American patriots trying to make sports talk radio great again. The V Foundation and board member Robin Roberts are dedicated to declaring victory over cancer by funding cutting-edge research. Jim Valvano's greatest legacy is the V Foundation. You can help join the fight, give the gift of time. We need passion, we need teamwork and momentum. The time to act is now. There's not a moment to lose. Every dollar counts. Every day counts. To find out how you can join us to defeat cancer, please visit JimmyV.org. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back from the Cheap Seats. Kristen Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. And in one segment, you're going to have to say everything you have to say about Super Bowl 53. And then it's done forever. You can never invoke it again. All right. I'm going to open by saying that I told y'all until somebody beat him, I wasn't going to believe Brady wasn't going to win another Super Bowl. And that's what came to pass. It broke my heart a little bit. I wanted to see the Rams do it. And the second thing I will say is that 
Sean McVay is being unfairly chastised <laughs> about this performance because to bash Sean McVay would be to take away from the brilliance we saw from Bill Belichick on Sunday. And all that said, the difference in that game was that Tom Brady facing a masterpiece of a defense made one big pass down the field to Ron Gronkowski to set up the touchdown. Goff had a couple of opportunities and could not deliver the ball. You can put it on Goff, you can put it on Cooks, but that game really came down to two or three plays. Patriots made it, Rams didn't. So if you're going to bash McVay for his inability to get anything done on offense, the Patriots wasn't any better. They just had a quarterback that executed one time more than the Rams were able to. I hang this whole thing, if you're pointing it at the Rams, Jared Goff showed us he is not an elite quarterback in the NFL. And without McVay in his ear reading the defense for him, that kid cannot come off his primary read and get the ball delivered on time to open receivers. Maybe he really is a little bit more like the Jared Goff we saw under the Jeff Fisher regime than we did for the first eight weeks of this regular season. His passer rating, first eight weeks, 2018, 114. Week nine on to the postseason, 74. The league is adjusted to this kid. All right, Trent, what you got? What did you think about the Super Bowl? Uh, I thought that I was happy for the Patriots. I was glad they won. I was glad Brady got a uh, another championship. I said I, I thought, like Chris said, Bilicek did not let us down. You give Flores and uh, Bilicek time to adjust and know. I mean, how can you bet against them? I mean, it was a good defensive battle. It could have gone either way, but they just missed the plays. The Rams missed the plays. The Patriots got it when they needed to. They won. They should have won. God bless America. Boom. Okay, America. well, check it out, though. You're like, everybody's on McVay. I totally disagree with you. Okay. That's a testament to how good the Rams team actually is because Belichick went off coach style, and McVay is an absolute idiot of a coach because if you lead the entire NFL in terms of play action, play calls, what do you have to have? What do you have to do with the best player in, potentially in the league Run to the set it up? Run the ball. And they ran Todd Gurley, who's on the cover of video games, 10 times. Explain that to me, Chris DeLambert. I'm not giving him a pass for that because one of two things is at play. Either, either Gurley was hurt or McVeigh just blew it with the game plan. And even if, even if Gurley was not available, I don't recall a time in the game where they ran the ball more than two consecutive times. And that would, couldn't have been more than a couple in the first place. Gurley looked okay to me. I know he looked okay to you. I don't know. But at the same time, I'm telling you that when I look at the game plan that was employed and I look at what the Patriots employed, you can't bash the Rams offense if you don't bash the Patriots offense because the difference in the game was one pass play that Brady made as bad as golf looked, Brady was no better. Except one time when it mattered, he hit golf down the sideline. Golf makes a great catch, sets up a touchdown. Patriots win. 
McVeigh, for all of his warts, and, I, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I absolutely am screaming at the TV. For, they come out in the second half. Golf nearly throws a pick. Then they turn around. Gurley rips off a 15-yard run, and we collectively are like, thank you. Good, glad you showed up. And then they had one more play where Gurley ripped off about 15 yards and got called back on a phantom hold, but then that was it. And I, I will never oh, yeah. understand. Unless and that's it not, comes out. Unless that's not an a small thing either. That that hold was non-existent. It was. And it was. You're talking about a 25-yard change in field position in a defensive battle. It was a garbage call, as was the Roby Coleman call at the beginning of the game where it would have forced a third and long, but instead it's a first down on a phantom helmet-to-helmet defenseless receiver nonsense that Gene, Gene Steratore is trying to defend on TV. Dude, that was a makeup call two weeks late. That had nothing to do with the game they were playing. That was all about New Orleans. It was a garbage call. But I don't want anybody to think that I'm saying that refereeing had anything to do with the outcome here. I'm just saying that from my perspective, you had two teams that lined up. The Patriots did make an adjustment with five wide. But when it was all said and done, that game came down to two plays. Brady's ability to connect with Gronk and get that ball down there to set up the touchdown and Goff's inability twice to deliver the ball and and execute a play with Brandon Cooks. And then on top of that, that you know, we've seen the replays Robert Woods a couple of times running open in the middle of the field. There was lots of problems well, with the, the game the, plan, but in the end, McVay called a good enough game that the Rams could have won if they executed No, he didn't. No, he did not. Okay. Uh, well, he he like they kept that game close despite him. Like Wade Phillips was the one that kept them in that game, not McVeigh. Look, if if Gurley's hurt, run him as a decoy in the slot. I, Brandon, and, I and, and he's not even he's not even hurt. We saw him run every. T- he doesn't look. He's not favoring anything. He's not hurt. But if you don't run the ball, I think it was like late third quarter or early fourth quarter where. It was the Patriots. That throw to Gronkowski that you're talking about was the first red zone play of the game. Why not run the ball with the potentially the best player in the game? Brenda, I don't why disagree you, with you at all. Well, then why are you not blaming McVeigh? I don't because get it. of the performances I saw on Sunday that were the worst. Golf's performance was worse than McVeigh's. Well, then why not take it out of his hands and give it to the best well, that, player in the league? I, I, I that comes down to McVeigh, though. Yeah. Golf performed bad because of McVeigh. Put him in that position. Um, McVay is I think, put him in that I position. Think golf performed badly because of Bill Who Belichick and Brian Flores. Just and you guys are discounting the fact Brady was garbage. Now Brady and McDaniel's and Belichick came out with a game plan, and you could tell from the very first snap, Brady had it beaten into his head. Get rid of the ball now. Get rid of the ball now. Three step, boom! It was out. It was out, and that's why he skipped balls up to guys because he was making one read, throwing the ball, and that evolved as the game went on. And they actually went kind of run and shoot with he and Julian Edelman, and it was like you're going to run an option route. And Edelman, nobody's talked about this. Edelman was giving hand signals to Brady before every snap, and based on which way they were shading him, he was going to make the he was going to run his route accordingly. Edelman was the only read, and if he wasn't there, he was going to throw that thing into the ground. They, they did a better job. Belichick outcoached him. And McVay <clears throat> definitely, if you go back, I'm sure he's in the middle of dissecting it, critiquing it now, and he had a horrible day. But the kid is 33 years old, 
Oh, I don't want to hear about him right. being a kid now. I mean, he but is. everybody's been massaging his shoulders all year long. Now he can't be just a kid because he was right, like I'm not, genius. I'm not on this dude's nuts. You sounds I mean, like it. No, I'm it just sounds saying like you're, you're swinging from him. What I'm saying is, is that Jared Goff, <laughs> who was one of the best quarterbacks in football through the year, and the offense went through him all year. Laid an absolute egg. I'm not. And I promise you that Jared, that that Sean McVay did not coach him. That in the face of zero zero coverage blitz with seven guys coming, throw a fade against off coverage. That conversation between McVay and Golf never occurred. There were a lot of things he could have done against that zero look, and he threw a fade with Gilmore in off coverage. That's going to be picked every single. Time. That's not a coaching issue. But I've That's been, not a game plan issue. That's golf doing something really dumb I've been, in a big moment. I've been complaining about McVeigh all year long, have I not? And the, here we go. He the only thing he didn't do was do, try to do some kind of cute fake that I that I that I saw. I mean, I was like, you know, I had a few people over for the Super Bowl. I might not have seen every play, but I knew, I knew he would couldn't help. But to put his little stamp on and things, and he didn't end up doing it. But man, you can't ignore the fact that, and I'm beating a dead horse, and I know it. You have got to run Todd Gurley. Everybody in the league knows it, and you you got to be thinking. Bill Belichick is going. Are they serious? Letting are they seriously? I'm letting I, us. It's going to be interesting in the next thirty to sixty days to see if Gurley goes under the knife. Or there's something about an injury. If he's not, as time goes on, that, and even if it's not, that's going to be the lingering question for me. It's like, <clears throat> how was he thinking? You know, why didn't he run the football? And I'm not, it didn't even have to be Gurley. CJ Anderson had been effective enough in the postseason. Get that guy running downhill. And on a game, in a game where both defenses were playing max effort, wearing a defense out was a critical part of that. And down the stretch, that Rams defense played tired. And that was part of the difference in the game. The saving grace, in my eyes, for McVay is in spite of all the issues with the game plan and the rest of that, his team was in position to win that ball game. That pass to Brandon Cooks, the first one that he dropped in the back of the end zone or was knocked away, that ball was two seconds late. Yeah. That play call is Sean McVay's play call. He called it golf. It hit to deliver the ball that late. Is unforgivable. They scored three you points. Got five seconds said the last thing they, about Super Bowl. They scored three points, Chris. That's McVay's fault. No! no more Super Bowl. We're out. You're listening to Chris Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. 
Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today, or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And now, from Sanford, North Carolina, Krista Lambert and Brandon Atkins. I got money, I got fame, fast cars and everything, my new thing, man. I, I told you, I'm a fan. I can't get over this dude, and I miss it. How come Macklemore didn't play the, the halftime show? How cool would that be? I'm not really all, understanding. Right? There's like a gazillion things I'd rather talk about than Macklemore. I just want to share. I just want to share with the rest of the country something that I know to be true. And Brandon shared with Trent and I a video as we were coming on. We were talking about Macklemore. This didn't just happen organically, I guess. Hmm? And you showed us a video of some young kids in your neighborhood with a choreographed video to thrift shop. And in one of those clips, some one of those young girls was wearing a jacket. Who did that jacket belong to? It was to? mine. So you're the granddad. Yes. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Well, the funny thing is they showed me the video. And when they showed me the video, I was like, it took me a second, but I was like, why did y'all get my jacket? And then it just occurred to me all at once, like, (laughs) I'm the old man with the weak clothes and stuff. Well, apparently they thought it was dope because that's the theme of the song, right? Like, he pops these tags Uh, for like 25 cents. I think they're speaking to how much they feel the value of your Oh, by the way, can I, can I mention something really quick? Sure, um, as long as it's not about that game from Sunday. No, no okay. more blank bowl discussion. Just a local thing, um, something really cool. You, you're familiar with Haven here in town, right? Yes. They've teamed up with Rooms to Go, uh-huh. and Rooms to Go is gifting them ta- uh, couches to sell. So just lo- on a local level, I'll just leave it right here. But if you're listening, support that because Rooms to Go could have chosen a ton of different charities. So, so how does one go about putting hands on one of these couches? Well, they started this past weekend at Hugger Mugger, and there was a bid process, and they start at $50. So if you win the bid, 
then you end up winning the the piece of furniture. And they're nice. I mean, I'm I'm sure they're they're like floor models and stuff like that. There might be a nick here or nick there, but um, I know someone personally who bought a full size sectional for like 150 bucks. Wow! So there are deals to be had, and it goes to charity. So and all of that money goes to Haven. That's exactly and right. For those of you that don't know exactly what Haven is, they uh, provide shelter for battered women, women that are in adverse circumstances. They give them a place to stay along with their kids right there in Sanford. It's a noble awesome. cause. Yep. It's a noble cause. All right. On the All right. So Hugger Mugger right now, for now, is sort of the place to pay attention to because that's we, where the demo or the the models <coughs> will be put on display before their bid, right? We are in talks with Haven right now to maybe provide them with a place downtown Sanford. Okay. Well, keep us up to date, man. I okay. like that. All right. In other news. In silly news. In silly news. AD, right? Well, it, look. Here's 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 what I'm I'm going to say. <coughs> I told you guys last week and I've told you this personally on the phone 17 times in the last 3 or 4 days. I really truly believe that if LA does not get Anthony Davis before the trade deadline, they will not get it. And that's compounded now by the deal that the Knicks made because they picked up a couple extra number ones. Um, so if they decide they want to put a package together, what they can bring to the table is a lot bigger and badder than what L.A. can do in terms of picks. And that seems to be what New Orleans is more focused on. They're asking, apparently, they want four number ones from L.A. and a slew of twos in addition to the players that L.A. is offering. Now, yesterday, when I saw the offer, well, let's hit reset. A couple days ago, the word coming out of L.A. was that they had offered two players, Kuzman Ball, two number ones, and Beasley and Rondo. That's an insulting offer for a top five player in the NBA. It's an insult. I thought the deal was dead in the water at that point. Fast forward to yesterday, and the word coming out is that L.A. was willing to give up two number ones, Kuzma, Ball, Ingram, a couple of vets, and take Solomon Hill off of the books for the New Orleans Pelicans. I thought for certain it's over. AD's going to the Lakers and that New Orleans ought to jump on that. And then the report comes out that Anthony Davis had informed the Pelicans there were four teams he would sign with. The Bucks, who are not going to be able to put a package together for Anthony Davis. I also think that's a bad fit. Um, if you put if you got Giannis, Giannis and him in the and same AD court, on the same squad, you're getting back into a like a. I mean, Cousins is not as good as the Greek freak, but you're getting back into a same situation where you need real estate for those guys to operate. Watch Perhaps. clips of Giannis. Perhaps the, the, he's the, always getting to the rack, and AD well, is going to have to clear out. He is, and 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 I don't disagree. I don't think it's a perfect fit, but you're still talking about a combination of you know two of the top five players in the world. So if that's the way the Bucks want to go, they would have to gut that team because they don't have a whole lot of draft assets. Um, player-wise, they don't have anybody as good and cheap. That's the problem. The Clippers, who I really don't see putting together a very attractive package, but the Knicks are on that list. And the Knicks suddenly have all of this cap space. They have all of their own number ones. They have future number ones now from Dallas. They've got Dennis Smith Jr., who they may or may not decide to keep long-term. They may end up with the number one overall. And that's the key. Is that pick, 
if it's the number one overall pick, if if New Orleans pushes out past the lottery and the Knicks get that number one pick, and currently if they where they're projected to finish, you're talking about a 14% chance to get the number one overall. If they get the number one overall and they want to parlay that into Anthony Davis, that's a done deal. Because New Orleans is staring right down the barrel of we have a legit potential superstar that could be the cornerstone of our franchise for the next seven, eight years before he can possibly force his way out. They would have to take a deal that included him. Now, the other piece of that, though, is if New York – now, now I, I want to qualify that by saying if New York does get the number one overall, I don't think they would send that number one down to New Orleans. I think they would hold what they got and get Zion. Zion would be coming out 19 years old. They've got control for seven or eight years. This guy is going to bring a media storm with him. So I wouldn't make the deal. I would think the Knicks, though, were in better shape for an Anthony Davis trade if that pick ends up being two, three, or four. I mean, if you go number two and you add R.J. Barrett down there, New Orleans has got to want that as part of the deal. And it's so far superior to any of the number ones that L.A. is going to be able to offer. Because L.A. right now, you're looking at a pick that's going to be somewhere in the 20s. Big deal. That That is not enough to get anybody excited. Now, what L.A. or what New Orleans is asking for well, is the package of players we talked about and four number ones. We're getting into the territory where this thing is becoming a Herschel Walker type trade. There's got to be a limit on how much value you give to bringing Anthony Davis in. Okay, can I? Absolutely, go on. Let me springboard off of that comment. Yes, My dad used to have a comment saying never – his advice would any in any deal, he would say, never negotiate against yourself. That's why I didn't hate the L.A. deal. If you if you do have other high top players in the league that are, could potentially be uh, you know available over the next year or two, AD this whole AD situation is getting to a point where how much do you want to put? I mean, your wife is hot. How much do you want to put up with her? How much do you want to give to this guy? I mean, is he becoming too much to even go after? And that's why I feel like. You know, AD's got to be yelling at his dad, going, you know, saying, "Well, he won't. I don't want him to go to Boston, dude. You're like losing leverage right now." So I think what the Lakers did was appropriate. Chris, have you ever you've bought a house or two in your life, right? Have you ever offered for full price for no. it, no, 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 or anything above it? No. But the, the, your first offer <laughs> in your mind, there's somewhere in the middle that you can get, right? Well, that's so the thing. Is, that's is my is thing. You've got to you've got to make that. You got to make that evaluation because you remember I was a real estate broker. Yeah. And there were times where, against my better judgment, my clients made an offer that was so bad that communication ceased. And every once in a while, you run into a hard headed seller who's like, uh, no, and don't call back. Yeah. So that was where I thought they were, they were at risk of doing. Now I was wrong because they have re engaged. The, the issue right now, and New Orleans New Orleans thinks they're in a stronger position than they really are. Because the, the the thing, the reports are coming out of New Orleans that they have not made a counteroffer to L.A. Right. How long do they think L.A. is really going to play this game? I think that's dictated by whether or not, we're, we're about to find something out. Well, you we're know, about I to think find it, out who's really in charge 
in LA. Check it out. I think it's all about the market. Like, so if you watch House Hunters and it's like in Lizard Lick, North Carolina, then yeah, you can offer them a lowball price and they're like, hey, no yeah. offense to the folks in Lizard Lick. Heck yeah, we'll go ahead and sell it for that. Lizard Lick is a real place, so I do apologize. But if you look at House Hunters in California, Dude, look they, at Carrie. They make an offer, Carrie. They make an offer. Many times that deal gets done at <coughs> over the asking price exactly. because there's a bidding war going on. Now, I think with AD, we've almost reached a point where it's getting a little crazy for the, the, the AD sweepstakes. You know what I'm saying? When you have, I, I, for some reason, I can't think of the guy in Toronto right now. Um, Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is going to be available here in a little bit. Now, maybe I know he you, is and maybe I he's know, not. I know you've made the comment that maybe he's liking it in Toronto, but he's still out there. But you know, so, Toronto's trying to get uh, Conley, Conley and, Gasol. and Gasol. So my point is that I don't mind the Lakers' offer because why would and why on earth would you want to over-offer because, in Brandon, this market? Because, if they don't, if it gets to the summertime, New York and Boston can bring a plethora of assets to the table. And obviously, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, New Orleans, they're not moving the needle for that team. There's a couple of reasons why. None of those guys, with probably the exception of Kuzma, has really shown that they're going to be a long-term top-shelf player in the NBA. Secondly, those guys, Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram's halfway into his rookie control, basically, haven't played that out. This guy's not going to be around forever. You start looking at the assets, Jason Tatum in Boston, Dennis Smith Jr. and Kevin Knox in New York. Who's like a show favorite. Tatum is a show favorite. Absolutely a show favorite. And, you know, Trent is convinced that Boston has said, now nope, Tatum's off limits. Dude, look, if that's what it's going to take to get AD, Danny Ainge has had a hard-on for Anthony Davis for three years now. If that's what it's going to take for his one shot to get him, cool. Now, we don't know what's going to happen. It may be that as we move forward, AD and his camp confirm, now Boston's not a viable long-term option. And if that's the case, maybe he takes him out of play. I don't know, man. You know what? What I can say is right now, the only team that has a legit shot to get this done before Thursday is the Lakers. If they want to lock this in and not get burnt, a la Paul George, and it's looking more and more like a la Kawhi Leonard, they better make that move. Here's the deal. You've got this offseason coming up with KD coming out there in free agency. KD's not going to LA to play with LeBron. Not going to happen. Klay Thompson has said, well, if Golden State doesn't give me a Supermax, I'll go down to LA. He's going to get his Supermax. He's going to be right there in Golden State. After that, you've got Kawhi. Kawhi may or may not stay up in, in Toronto. The 2020 class of, of free agents, bear, brother. You're talking about a class led really by Draymond Green. Anthony Davis will be locked up to a long-term deal before that. This is not we can just continue to kick this down the road because there's always going to be somebody out there. In this new day and age we're in in the NBA, the formula is get these guys, lock them up long-term, and build that core around these two or three stars. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you pumped – Magic Johnson with some truth serum right now. I have to hit this. I got a hot take. It's got to be All on right, the other we'll side. We'll hit it after the break. I want to see what Brandon's got up his sleeve. Crystal Lambert and Brandon Atkins always help me with my draft picks, but I sure wish they would stop hanging out with Zeke Elliott.
was just a tiny baby. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. But if you really want to know what's going on, Professor Trent, they should listen to you and me, Diamond Dave Kaplan. We've got a better grasp on sports, I think. It's astute analysis. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. All right, welcome back. Brandon teasing us before the break. I got to hear. This is like scalding, dude. Truth serum. Magic Johnson's injected with it a year ago. Do you think he regrets signing LeBron James? We're about to find out. Do you think he he goes, wait a minute. I mean, he's had his first significant injury of his entire career. Missed almost, what, 18, 19 games. He could easily have AD. And then after he comes back, he's healthy. Just one random oh, load management where he decides to sit against the Warriors. Yeah, How'd he, you feel about that? It might be the beginning of it, the end I with thought injuries. It, was, it didn't make any sense to me. I mean, either <laughs> no. way, like him sitting out, sitting out against the Warriors, I would have feel, felt like he wanted to play that game. But you get AD. It's AD's team in that market, which is still a thing. I can't believe it is with all the internet and – um, you know, the marketing being the way it is, LA doesn't have the advantage that it used to. It still's got an advantage. But then you could get a Kawhi Leonard. LeBron James makes $35 million a year. You can't, for one moment, not think that Magic Johnson's like, damn. Well, here's what I'll tell you. And I, you that, know how I'm I feel about you this, LeBron I'm going to tell you this straight up. If LeBron wasn't in LA and we were going through this with Anthony Davis, that Anthony Davis deal would be done. Dell Demps is looking at that, and they're like, I'm not going to be the guy that delivers a championship to L.A. That's what is driving this. Dell oh, yeah. Demps doesn't want that to be his legacy. If you subtract LeBron, this deal would have been done. Now, who knows if Rich Paul would have been as adamant and trying to get him to L.A. or whatever the case might be. L.A., when they don't mangle their cap, can get any free agent they want to come out there. Now, we're about to find out in the next 48 hours who's running things in L.A. Because I'm sure that LeBron is yapping in Magic's ear, get it done. These picks don't matter. Get it done. I am kind of of the belief they just need to go ahead and do it. But it would be hard for me to pull that trigger. That's a lot to give up for one guy. But if it gets done, it's not because Magic is looking. Magic has showed, if nothing else, Magic's not going to panic. He, didn't, he wasn't willing to give Brandon Ingram to Indy last year for Paul George. 
he stuck by his guns. He yeah. didn't get him. He said before this whole LeBron thing, patience, 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 patience. LeBron is 34 years old. Tick, tick, tick. He is not patient. If LeBron and Rich Paul get this done with Anthony Davis being traded to the Lakers, it is a clear signal to everybody out there LeBron is running that franchise. That's the way I see it. Well, I'll say this. Trent, you were trying to chime in. What you got? Hey, he's pointing back at me. LeBron James, here's my message to you as a big-time fan. You make $35 million a year, right? This dude makes more in probably endorsements than most athletes have ever made, right? Yeah. Dude, it's time to take less. It's time to take less money <laughs> and go after these rings. This is – that whole thing that you said – I agree that you probably are the GOAT, but you saying you're the GOAT because you lost, you, you came back down three to, uh, what was it, three to one they to Golden State. To proclaim yourself the GOAT makes you look even more weak to all the naysayers. I can't if believe it, that he's actually saying something quasi negative about look, uh, LBJ. If your eyeballs, your eyeballs don't lie, dude. He's easily one of the best players, probably this. First or second best player that's ever played. Agreed. If you want to seal the deal, take less, man. Look what Tom Brady just did. He's got a sixth ring. Look take what KD less. did in Golden State. But LeBron is on record a long time ago as saying he wanted to be the first billion-dollar <laughs> athlete. He is not taking less anything. But, I mean, one million. I don't million. disagree with you. I think, you know what, LeBron moved to L.A., for the sole purpose of advancing this media empire. And we're seeing it. We got the reality TV show. We got Space Jam 2 coming. We got all this nonsense that's out there. I, I got it. And I, I'm not counting that man's money. And if I was in his ear, if I was his guy, I'd be like, hey, you know, calfing up 10, 12 million a year off that contract, we'll make it up. I know. But he ain't, LeBron ain't trying to hear that. I'm not, but I'm not trying to get in another man's pockets either. I don't like that. But dude, You've made enough money. Your legacy is basically being counted on your fingers. How many rings you have. So if that's what you want to get, I mean, I've never even sniffed that kind of much money. I've never even been sat next to someone that's got that much money. Oh, yeah, you have. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why you're telling that lie. (laughs) But, I mean, just as a fan, dude, you got to see the writing on the wall. Take less. Get these players in. Like, get these rings. I'm sure at some point when you when you get into the, the legalities and the agency, because the agents, just like in everything else, we, we say, well, the players are running the league. Yeah, the agents run the league, too. They, it's, it's collusion amongst those guys. I'm sure there are players out there who are like, yeah, I'd take less, whatever. And you see it as the guys that round out the championship teams. The David West. Remember, he took less. What about you know, uh, Tim Duncan? Tim Duncan. But, Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, they didn't get the championships, but Tim Duncan's but a great union, example. the agents, everybody frowns upon that. Because if LeBron steps up and says, yeah, I'm willing to take 25 instead of 35, then the expectation is that the next guy, well, LeBron's only taking 25. You should do that, too. I doubt that it's going to happen. Here's the bottom line, though. I know beyond any shadow of any doubt that LeBron's perception on this is, you get me AD, and we'll fill the roster with a bunch of buyouts and scrap heap vets, and we'll we'll be a challenge. We can push Golden State. We can beat Golden State. And Magic's like, man, if I do this, I have literally put all of my eggs into one basket. 
And, and, you know, AD tears his Achilles a la Boogie That's Cousins. That's exactly what I was about LeBron to say. LeBron actually starts to break down, and they're screwed. And this is L.A. If I'm New Orleans, or if I'm OKC, and I've got a chance to make a championship run, and, I've got, and I'm going to throw in and throw all of my assets into one guy to take a chance to win a championship because we've never got one before, that's understandable. L.A.? Dog, that's title town. Are you kidding me? What well, I mean, They're, they they shouldn't be forced into a position like this. But I say that at the same time, I'm like, if you want AD, you have to go get him now. Well, because you won't get him in the summertime. Just think about what what's LeBron's contract. He's on an annual contract, right? No, four years. Oh, it was four years. Well, okay, it doesn't matter anymore. That. That's the problem with this whole thing. They're void. It years, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter what the contract is. If the Lakers acquire AD then contracts are worthless because you can't – AD's under contract. He can't sit there and demand that he gets traded he in the public and work on this. He didn't demand. This is the worst – yes, he no, did. he did not. This is the worst thing that could ever happen to any owner in sports is having somebody that you are under contract. You need to shut up, do what you do, and you can't make these demands. The league doesn't want this trade to go with down with the Lakers. The owners don't want the trade to go down with the Lakers. This is the worst thing that could happen to the NBA. I think well, that the small market owners, owners would probably be in your camp on that. I think more owners would be in the camp on this. This is nobody wants I this to happen. I bet the Lakers' ownership is okay Of course with they're not because they're on the receiving end of this. But you know what, what I you say, say about that? I mean, Porzingis just did exactly the same thing he in He said New York. he didn't like the way the Knicks organization was going and he didn't enjoy being there. And he told but, him he was going to find, and he said he was going to sign his qualifying six offer. Six hours later, he was already traded. So you're telling me in a matter of five or six hours, New York heard him say that and then went, oh, shit, we got to trade him. Well, the no. Knicks are full of crap anyway, and it tells you that even though they fell into this and lucked out, the Knicks are still dysfunctional because there's three different stories that have come out of New York as well, how that the trade thing came is, together. I haven't said anything this whole show about this. It's been a good show. Talk. You should have been a part of it. Absolutely. No, the show just got better because the problem. The thing is, AD is not going anywhere by Thursday. Okay. I think he's going to end up this summer either in LA or he'll end up in New York. You don't think he'll end up in Boston? He will not go to Boston. And I think right now, I think Boston. The only reason why they're screwing. With the Lakers is to keep them from being contenders. Maybe it is. Well, and driving up the if price. There's, if there's one GM out there that's savvy enough to pull <clears throat> that off, it's Danny Ainge. However, however, Danny Ainge is already seen in some circles as a guy you don't want to do business with because he's going to get the better of you. Mm-hmm. If Danny Ainge has legitimately told Dell Demps, get to the summer and we will hook you up, mm-hmm. and it doesn't happen. Danny Ainge will not be able to do business with anybody because well, the, hey, the ownership Trent, groups and the GMs will know that that really happened. Trent made a really good point that Kyrie can sign what a July deal that takes the the Rose Rule yeah. out of effect. Well, he can sign so, his ex- extent so, so but, they can have AD. But my point, adding on to your point, Chris, if there's a perceived um, pressure push from Ainge to get Kyrie out to make that deal, that's yet another player that he's pushed out of Boston exactly. and well, bullied, and that stuff starts to add up. Now, well, here's the thing. is is I, the, the Isaiah Thomas situation where Ainge screwed him and traded him 
to the Cavaliers. That's ridiculous. That's one thing. Anybody. The Kyrie thing is a whole different animal. First of all, Kyrie has had ample opportunity to sign an extension with Boston, and last year when they were trying to get him to sign one said, I'm not willing to commit to that. Because he wouldn't make as much money. Why would he? But but, But but why would he? Come on. You're talking about a guy that's been injured multiple times in his career. You're not talking about leaving a a ton of money on on the table. I'll finish that thought on the other side. Just listen from the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Are you ready to sell your home and don't know which realtor to choose? Well, not all realtors are the same. I'm Crystal Copas, and I don't just stick a sign in the yard, throw it in the MLS, and hope to collect a commission. I provide a customized marketing plan that includes professional staging, photography, videography, and drone at no cost to you. Contact me, Crystal Copas, with REMAX Real Estate Service, and let's get your house sold. 919-356-5402 or visit me at crystalcopas.com. My name is Bobby. I'm a veteran and lost my leg to a roadside bomb. My victory was going from a wheelchair to becoming a weightlifting champion. I'm Sam. I'm a veteran. My victory was finding a career that I could be proud of. At DAV, we're on a mission, helping veterans of all generations get the benefits they've earned. I'm Cece. My victory was finishing my education. When America's veterans win, we all win. Help us support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. I'm Chris DeLambert. I'm Brandon Atkins. I'm Professor Trent Nichols. Coming to you from the cheap seats. I'm Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trent Nichols. Leading into the break, we were talking about Kyrie Irving, and I'm not shedding any tears for Kyrie. Kyrie has had ample opportunity to sign an extension with Boston. And, yes, would he left a little bit of money on the table? Yes, he would have. But you're talking about long-term security. You're talking about grandkid money. I got no I, I no beef with that. The other thing, too, is you're talking about a guy that's at the top of his game. So if he walks from Boston and ultimately signs a free agent deal, he's going to sign a max deal somewhere, whether it be New York, Brooklyn, L.A., back in Cleveland. I don't know where he's going to wind up. So I, I, don't, I wouldn't put the way he's being, quote, unquote, potentially mistreated into the same category as Isaiah Thomas. Now, the way Isaiah Thomas was dealt with resonates with the players, and I'm sure they look at that. The elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about is that Boston is perceived by a lot of people to be a bit of a racist town, period. A lot of whether or not AD is going to be willing to make a move long-term there is going to have to do with his perception about Boston. I don't know. Yeah, but they everybody that comes there loves the organization. The town treats them well. They they enjoy the, 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 the culture, everything about it Okay, in Boston. And maybe Ainge feels like, regardless of what AD is saying coming in here, if we can get him into the building, maybe we can keep him. I think I the know. only way Ainge feels like they can keep him, and the only way they will, is if they have a 100% commitment from Kyrie. Because the relationship with AD and Kyrie could be enough Agreed. to sign AD long enough. If not, I think they're out. I, I don't think they're going to get him. I think that the new powerhouse of the East in one year is going to be the New York Knickenbockers, well and it's going to be Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and AD 
if AD doesn't end up in L.A. in the summer. They can't get all three of them. They can do whatever they no, want. No, they can't. They cannot. I just said they could. <laughs> Trent said they could. That's yeah. some Brandon Atkins. I don't care about the money piece. They can't sign all three of those. They guys. can do whatever they want. Now, Kyrie and KD to New York, that's interesting. Kyrie and AD to New York, that's interesting. I agree with you. I think the Knicks, in one fell swoop this summer, are in position to be a legit contender for the first time in a gazillion years. The Celtics got Kyrie Irving. He is going to get them to the NBA Finals and probably lose in six games to Golden State, and that's all they needed him for, and he's going to walk away. And, and that's it, just good enough. Because well, who okay. would have you rather had, Isaiah Thomas or Kyrie? I, I got you, bro. And then but boom, let me, let me ask you, you still this have question. seven draft picks in the first round in the let next me, three years. Okay, okay, great. First-round draft picks, great. Here's what I'm going to ask you. Do you ever notice that when Chris doesn't agree with you, Yeah. It looks like the the pain on his face looks like he got it's shot like in the chest. It's like we say the dumbest thing like, in the history of the world. Like, you guys out there listening to this can't understand wet. how like the grimace on Chris's face when he doesn't agree with you. Pavarotti can't sing. It's, it's like you say the dumbest thing in the world. First round draft but, I mean, it, Who gives a crap? But you could say, I don't know, peanut butter and jelly goes together. If he doesn't agree with it, he's like... What were you going to say after you well, I was gonna uh, shrugged you. off my picks? No, I'm not. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> what I'm telling you is, is that you're like, well, we still have all these number one picks. All those number one picks are great. You have to convert on those. And yes, Ainge has drafted well, but he had been flawless in the draft. How's Robert Williams working out? I mean, we heard in the during the draft, he was the steal of the draft. Kid's been, don't, don't look at me like that. Kid's been oh, the whole year down in G League. No, he hasn't. He's. Get, get, pull me a stat line. Jeez, are you, you have no. You just lost all credibility oh! on SBA knowledge. He hasn't been in the G League once this year. Airborne. Ging, 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 You are nuts. Here's the stat line. Here's the trick. Now, what I'm saying is, Trent Nichols, Airborne. Ging, ging, What you just said is that the key to getting Anthony Davis to Boston would be if Kyrie stays. Mm-hmm. But you just said Kyrie's going to be out the door because that's what they had him yeah. for, which means no Kyrie, no AD. Nope. Let me tell you what Boston is with no Kyrie and no AD. A very good young team. A very average team in the East. Okay. I mean, do you really think that's the direction that Ainge is going to go? No. Me neither. Then why did you say that's what was going to happen? Because that's what's going to happen. This, uh, These totalities that you're throwing out there are interesting. I don't know who they're going to – Hey, there's going to be somebody else out there who? that they can pick up. Who? Kawhi Leonard. Why in the blue hell would Kawhi he's a free, leave? He's a free, he's Dude, a free agent. Dude, if I'm on the East Coast and I'm on the best team in the East where I get to be the guy, why? He first could of come all, to Boston with no Kyrie and be the guy. What position is he going to play? Shooting guard? I don't know. What <laughs> position does he play? He's best when he's running at the three. That's where Jason Tatum is at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have Tatum. He's the best player. And Jalen Brown. You, you, so you just want to create a bigger backlog. Yep. Jalen Brown has lost some stock, by the way. Jalen Brown needs to go somewhere where he can get consistent minutes. They should have dealt him when his value was high because it's just ticking farther and farther down as time goes. You guys are on. haters. Tell me about Robert Williams' stat line. Robert Williams, 22 games played, nine minutes a game, two points a thing. He's been injured. He's out tonight with Two injury. points a game he's been Okay. This was the steal of the draft, remember? Yeah. Who's the steal of the draft? 
What do you mean? Who's to steal the draft then? Not him. Well, give me a name and I'll see I if mean, I agree I with given you. I any thought. What I'm telling you is... Who's been playing better than Robert Williams at his pick? Dude, here's what I'm saying. You're a, These first round picks need to leave? the back of the first round, they're completely so, hit or miss. That's, okay, so you can be a GM of an NBA team and be the only one in the NBA that doesn't value first round picks. Because all the television I've ever watched... Everyone values first-round picks. That's why they're traded all the time as high-priority prospects. To their detriment. You have to look and consider who you're doing business with. Okay. If I'm going to send and, – and let's look at let's look at New Orleans. New Orleans right now, L.A. said, well, we'll give you we, – you know, we'll give you two future number ones. All right, you're talking about a team that's about to have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Exactly. They're garbage. So give them – have the Knicks give them three and Dennis Smith Jr. and you have something to build on because got, those Knicks, those picks have value. I told you. I'm but the one that said that if Anthony Boston's Davis makes it to the summer. The longer they hold on to them, Boston's picks have more value. Some yes and some no. Get your facts straight, sir. No, that, I am telling that Clippers you. Pick, that Clippers pick is lottery protected for the next two years. If it doesn't convey in two years, it becomes a two. I, I didn't just make that up, Trent. Yeah, you did. Because you said, I don't believe anything you say anymore because you said Robert frickin' Williams was in the G League all year. He hasn't played one goddamn game in the frickin' G League. I don't think that's true. So how can I trust anything you say? Yeah, you can't trust You know nothing about the Celtics. You just proved it. Word. I'm going to throw out this. Facts are overrated. I'm done. I'm going to throw this Trent Nichols air horn out there one more time. Golly. Hey, we're not on Okay, um, Robert Williams recalled from the Red Claws, which are the G League affiliate for the NBA's Boston Celtics. Thank you, sir. That? I rest my case. September? What? You, you oh sure it wasn't Robin Williams? Like, um, oh, from Mork and Mindy? Dude. All right, y'all are ruining, ruining the show like uh, by trying to be too right. So... What do we what do we want to talk about next? I don't want to talk about Hey, let me let me talk to you about how what do y'all think about Kobe Bryant telling James Harden I'm glad you that his style is not conducive to a championship run. I'm interested now, to hear what you have to say about that. All right, so anybody he's, he's looking up the trade you know picks Celtics. <laughs> the very last person I want telling me that my game, which involves a ton of shooting, and not only a ton of shooting, but a ton of unassisted shooting, is Kobe Bryant. Like, the dude never won anything without predominantly a big, big. He had Paul Gasol, and he had a bunch of, like, role players and stuff like that. But I I, I look at Chris Paul's, like, kind of like Kyrie. Like, he's in and out of the lineup, injured and stuff like that. He won what four? No, three with Shaquille O'Neal, and he's trying to tell James Harden that your game's not conducive to a championship. When Kobe Bryant has never seen a shot that he doesn't like to take himself, and I'll get your comment, but I also want to tell you at some point how fraudulent James Harden game is in the league, and I can make valid points. All right, this. before you tell us how big of a fraud James Harden is. Here's the thing. I would love to say Kobe made a valid point. 
There are a lot of players that could have made a valid point by saying that isolation basketball will not win championships. It just wins regular season games. We're talking about Kobe Bean Bryant. King of the ISO. Mamba out. Mamba out. King of the ISO. What he said, if you want to really peel it back, was Harden, I can win games playing ISO basketball. You can't. That's right. Kobe, I love that you got the stones to step up and say it. I'm just going to be real. Kobe is probably correct. We've talked about this. That nonsense that Harden's doing, it is unprecedented. It's historic. Even Jordan in his greatest years did not go on scoring runs like this. Harden, what he is doing from a statistical standpoint, unprecedented. He is your MVP 2018-19 period. I know that burns you up, but it's a fact. I am of the school of thought that he will not I'm not, I, here's what I'm going to say. If you're LeBron James, you can go win a championship playing ISO basketball. If you're Kevin Durant, you might be able to win a championship playing ISO basketball. Harden's game has shown it does not translate to deep in the playoffs. When teams are playing defense when it matters most, as if it matters most. Hold on. Harden cannot get those looks. You just made well, you just said the key word, decent defense. That's that's the only thing I'll agree with Kobe Bryant, even though he didn't even mention it. Kobe Bryant can play defense, right? To make a title run, which Kobe is saying Harden cannot do, if your best player can't play or, or is not even willing to play defense, you will never make it and win a title. Never. Let's not That'll get it never, twisted now. No, dude, he does not play defense. Let, let, let's not get it twisted because Kobe Bryant had some moments in the playoffs where he played really good defense. He could, But let's not pretend Kobe Bryant was playing real defense during a regular season, especially in the second half of his career. Let's not pretend. Dude, that. don't hit me with that Rob, <laughs> that Rob Williams fake news. <laughs> Kobe Bryant. Williams played for the Red Claws in the gym ah. this year. Yes. That is no. Okay, listen, Chris was right. I know I was right. So, but here's the problem. <laughs> he started with the team on October 23rd, right? And then between November and December, he went back and forth yes. from the Red Claws to the Celtics. That's what I said. And then when Al Horford got hurt, he's been with the Celtics ever and since. And now he's hurt. And now he's he himself. And I'm not hurt. Robert Williams may turn out to be a very nice player in the NBA, but on draft night, there were two guys, two guys that were pointed out. This is a great late round selection. One was not was uh DiVincenzo. And it's because everybody's like, that dude is cool as hell. And look at that chicken sitting good. with him. She's banging. He's been pretty good. He has been. Yeah. The other was Robert Williams. Here's the situation, Trent. Yeah. Last year, in the afterglow of the Celtics' run without Kyrie Irving, Danny Ainge was anointed king of basketball GMs. It didn't matter who he took with that pick. People were going to be like, oh, my yeah. God, there goes Ainge with, oh, he's a genius. Robert Williams was set up to fail. Robert Williams was a typical end-of-the-first-round pick who's completely hit or miss. Thus far, we don't know. I mean, the jury's still out. He may end up being a good player. That was my point, was that anybody Ainge anoints or puts his hands on in the short term, it's going to be great. How many times 
has he got before people turn on him, though? And that's the question we'll answer after the break, because that Gordon Hayward deal, looking like a bit of an albatross right about now. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. I was stolen from my parents. I was imprisoned in a cramped cage and was touched and photographed completely against my will, solely for somebody's profit. Then I started to grow bigger, and they locked me away for life. If you knew that was the life of a tiger cub, would you still pay to pet her? Learn how they're exploited through petting and photo ops at cubabuse.com. Hey Clarice, can we please put on the new Justin Bieber album? Hold on, Dad will be mad if we don't listen to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back to From the Cheap Seats. Welcome back from the Cheap Seats, Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, and some other guy who I'm not going to announce until he gives me my <laughs> due apology. Um, but talk to me on July 1st. I hear you, brother. <laughs> I hear you. My thing is uh, what you said about the Knicks. I'm not disagreeing with. I do think the Boston will be in the in the sweepstakes, and maybe it is just to drive up the price. And maybe it is right now that they're just kind of clowning LeBron, and they're like, "Watch, we'll screw this whole thing up." But I stand by what I said earlier. If Del Demps has gotten positive communication from a- from Danny Ainge that we will get this done, and then Ainge doesn't deal with him in good faith, it will hurt Ainge moving forward. Oh yeah, you know absolutely. as well as I do. Ainge in some circles, teams are like, ah. I don't know, man. Well, no, he's like that guy. We all have them in fantasy, fantasy football exactly. or whatever. Where oh, you're like, dude, man. I'm not trading with that guy. Because no matter what I think, he's going to get screwed. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you've always had these arguments with your significant other. And you can be too right. You know what I'm saying? Like You can be like arguing with your I've wife. I've never been right. So I don't know and what you're saying. And if you need to be only moderately right. So, like, if you come over the top like a tidal wave and I'm like, right? Then you don't get to sleep with your wife for what a couple of months, oh, maybe. Yeah. So that's the same thing with the Ainge. Don't like you know tidal wave I, everybody in your I deals. Nobody's going to want to deal with you ever. And, and it's it's I, happened. But if Kyrie doesn't, I think they won't go after AD, or they may. But I don't think they'll feel good about it if they don't lock in Kyrie. Well, the the question's going to be with Boston though is what you're doing here with the other contracts. They signed Horford to what's been a fairly good deal, but Horford's a max guy. He might only have a year left or I gotta so. see when he goes to free agency. Yeah. I think he's got one more left after this year. Yeah. But that Gordon Hayward deal, that suddenly, and maybe it's premature because he's, you know, he's still relatively fresh off the major leg break. But right now, if you had to say that may be a deal they're trying to figure out where what can we do with him. Yeah. You know, this is going to turn into a Ryan Anderson, Chandler Parsons, and I didn't mean to invoke two white guys into that conversation. Yeah, you did. Yeah, nice contract idea. conversation. But, but no, I'm it's, the racist. it's starting to look like a very bad contract. Now, maybe Gordon Hayward, maybe he bounces back. Maybe he doesn't. I'll be honest with you. If I was New Orleans headed into the offseason – I'm not sure I wouldn't want that Gordon Hayward as part of that. Just take a flyer, see if he can get back to where he's at. Well, I would say I, I want I want the three or four first round picks. I want Jason Tatum and yeah, maybe Gordon Hayward, whatever. And if they don't say no, Tatum's not involved, then okay, bye. Well, Done. we'll see. A lot a lot has to play out. The the draft lottery has to go down. But uh, if you had to say right now, gun to your head, 
where Anthony Davis is going to be a month into next season, where is he going to play? I'm going to make the call that it's going to be the Lakers. All right. Trent, where you got him at? L.A. I'm going to say New York. You just want to be different. I do want to be different, and I told you that I honestly – I think it's better than 50% that it gets done by Thursday and he goes to L.A. Ooh. But I just do not believe if it gets to summer, I don't know how L.A. can compete with what the Knicks and the Celtics in particular. But there's some other teams, the Clippers, I mean, Detroit. There's some hey, teams. we only Dallas, said – Dallas, bro, Dallas will – God. We said L.A. Together. We didn't say Lakers. We said L.A. Yeah, it might up, be man. the Clippers. I no. said Lakers. <laughs> I will say this is that back to your comment about Hayward, I follow for certain reasons a lot of more lot more NBA now than I used Met to. up with the gambler. <laughs> so I pay attention to Hayward. <laughs> Hayward's going to be a tough piece for any team. To there, He's not a good for – He's not a good fit for Boston. You got to know. It's just like it's like this awkward piece that you keep no trying to use with your other players. No win. Keep going. No win to run. So who does he fit with? I don't think he reminds me. Um, I'm gonna try to be racist like Chris. He reminds me of like a Keith Van Horn, Matt Miller, maybe no! Kevin Love, no! maybe. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should send him back to Indiana. Hayward reminds you of Keith Van Horn. That is so out of bounds. I, I had to think of some white guys, so no. that's all I can grab. That's oh. all I can grab in the short term. Well, because okay. I, you've like, to put us back is, on track. Trade him to the Pacers. He's an Indiana boy. Go home. Him and Oladipo can be man, hurt Ola together Depot next year. Leg, God, that's that sucks. was the team they talked about should be calling Memphis for Conley. Conley's an Indiana boy. They don't have anything to give up. I know. They, they would have to gut but that to team. Try or to they'd have to give up back. Miles Turner. They would have to give up Turner, it, Sabonis, and that it, it it is the best, it's the most prudent course for Indy just to be, just to chill. If you look at Hayward's stats night in and night out, he just doesn't fit with Boston. No, he's hurt, so, dude. I mean, no, he, he is, always he is a hurt. shell of himself right now. He is not the same player he was in Utah at all by any stretch, and that's athletically. He's either going to come back from that leg eventually or not, but right now he what you're seeing from him is a, a shadow of what he did when he was in Utah. He's like – He is, isn't back yet. Is Sean McVay coaching the Celtics too? <laughs> is He's hurt? He's going to be hurt forever? By the way, you're a Bengals fan – your new head co- your new coach, Zach Taylor. <laughs> Responsible for the quarterback to put up three points in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. I'm really excited about that. He's already made a huge splash in, splash in Cincinnati. His comment is getting on the right start. It says, I'm not trying to be Sean McVay. Well, good on you. Don't do that because that dude's an idiot. I am a little disappointed. I thought he was bringing Jack Del Rio in to be the defensive coordinator. And da- Jack Del Rio, for all of his warts, he's been an all right coach. But Jack Del Rio is the type guy, when he enters the room, the cool factor in the room goes up about 10 points. That dude is smooth as silk, man. Got the little wavy hair, always rocking the shades. Jack Del Rio, I would have loved for him to be in Cincinnati. Apparently, not going to work out. I don't know if it was about money or whatever. He met with the team today, and they have agreed. Both made an announcement. It's not a great fit. 
So uh, the odds-on favorite now looks to be Dom Capers, who is um, oh, 87 years old, I think. Um, I'm a little surprised by that, but, you know, whatever. D- Dom's dope. He's just old. He is old. I mean, he's good at his job. But he-, uh, he was good at his job 20 years ago. Uh, he's been in Green Bay for the last seven years, I think. And, yeah, it's been pretty pedestrian. Yeah, but I, Green Bay you're, yeah. doesn't pay anybody except that's, for Aaron Rodgers. That's, that's true. Unless you're Clay Matthews, you get no cheese. So, yeah. Huh. Um, Dom Capers would be an interesting fit down there at defensive coordinator. This guy, some of the assistance he's bringing in, man, it's funny how McVay, his impact is affected everything. And people are like, experience? Pa! Whatever. Dude, they just hired a, an offensive line assistant coach out of like a Division Four school that's never been on a staff at any level higher than that. I look this guy's resume up and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, man. He's like coaching junior college right now. Um, they got James Casey as their tight ends coach. James Casey's been out of the league for like two two minutes. I I don't get what's going on. It's going to be interesting to see if it works out. What can I fearless prediction though? I'm, I'm going to put this oh, out. Oh no! There. Andy Dalton will not be the starting quarterback oh. for the Bengals this year. Ryan Tannehill will. Okay, cool. Back to Jack Del Rio. Yeah. If you have the if your middle name is Del, which is means of the. <laughs> You talked about how cool he looks Jack and stuff. Jack of the River. Jack of the River. Yes. Jack of the Rio. What's your name? Atkins. I'm Jack <laughs> of the River. What do you want? Get some real quick. Dude, and you know when he played, I think when he played with the Rams, his brother Jim played for the team too. So on his jersey, they couldn't put J. Del Rio. They had to spell it out. So on the back of his jersey, it said Jack Del Rio. That's so How tight. cool is that? You can't right. be that, though. Dude, Jack Del Rio is the man. I, I hate that he's not going to be the defensive coordinator for the Bengals. Um, anyway, Trent. Yes? What's going on with your Broncos, man? What's the news? What's the haps? Oh, the latest thing I heard, which doesn't mean anything, is that they may try to trade up in the first round to get the guy from Ohio State. So they went Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, that's the – I. That's which, funny that you say that. I think – Thank God. That's probably the best quarterback drafted that I've heard Elway ever want before. That's funny that you say that, though, because what I've seen, had my ear to the ground, is that Elway fell in love with Drew Locke. Yes, and I'm scared poopless of that. Hey, hey guys. I don't. Don't lose your focus on this conversation, but Chris, his name's Jack, uh, Chris DeLambert, and that means... Of the land or br- the bright, so oh. of the bright. Yes, I'm just throwing that out there <laughs> because of the bright. Trent Nichols, you can't say that. We don't have a Dale in our middle name or part of our last name, but this guy does. He just got picked, done yes. picking on Jack Del Rio about his picking name. On. No, no, I'm not picking on. Him. I you give him dope. All right, I wish t- my name was Chris Del Rio. I wish my name or was Chris Del Nichols. <laughs> I wish my name was like. Brandon Del Dinero. <laughs> of the money. Of the I love money. It, I love it. All right, y'all talk about Broncos some more. Um, Sorry. No, we're done with the Broncos. Well, I don't <laughs> know much funny. about Locke. I don't know much about him. I mean, Locke is uh, Locke's, he's highly skilled, dude. Probably a little more finished than Dwayne Haskins. Definitely more athletic, which is kind of well, counterintuitive. He has a year but. before he has to be a starter at the next quarterback. 
This case is under contract one more year. That's a disaster. They can play him. He has eight weeks. An absolute weeks. disaster. Hey, did y'all notice something? Um, I saw a list of all the teams that have not had a season MVP, and the one that jumped out to me was the Saints. Would you have thought Breeze, back? No, I knew Breeze never won an MVP. That is absolutely unbelievable that was to me. Part of the, that was part of the thing this year at, by about week 12 where people like Breeze finally get his, and then he fell off. And didn't do enough. Mahomes held him off. But yeah, it's amazing when you look at Bree's career. He's never been the MVP. There's but only like nine teams. It, but when you think back through it, after you get past Breeze, you're like, oh my God, who could it possibly have ever been? You Bobby Hobart. <laughs> Bobby A. Bear. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I like the yeah, Saints. Who else is on that list? Do you remember? I can't remember. They just named teams. So yeah. it's like Jacksonville and. Well, that's what I'm saying. Was which teams? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> <I'll just laughs> You're asking me to do research I, and work. Intel, though, I remember somebody making a pronouncement last week that the Phillies were doing the deal with Bryce Harper. Yep. You remember that happening? Yeah. Nope. What happened? Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> and now today they're doing the deal with Real Monado or whatever his name is. Who's, who's trading for Real Muto? <laughs> Phillies, I yeah, guess. Where'd that come from? I don't know. I think you just made that. No, I saw it. Really? Yeah. Now, you know what, though? Until that's done, done, Nothing. I'm not going to believe, believe any of this. Because I think Derek Jeter, literally, and I'm not making this up to take a jab at Jeter, I think Jeter has orchestrated all of these stories about Real Muto. Has there been a more talked about non-trade ever in the history of sports? Baseball. See you on the other side. How's Howard doing for the Phillies? <laughs> You're listening to Chris Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right, a group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, and of course, companionship. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. Fantastic cat. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Hello, I'm Rob Beckley, lead singer of the band Pillar. I served in the Army Reserve for eight years, and it taught me lessons in teamwork, leadership, and organizational skills that I still use today. Serving part-time in the Army Reserve also offers skill training, money for college, and bonuses up to $20,000. So if you're up to the challenge, talk to your local Army Reserve recruiter today or check us out online at GoArmyReserve.com. You too can be Army strong in the Army Reserve. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats with Chris DeLambert and Brandon Atkins. You may not like your seats, but you'll love the show. So we're talking about perspective moves coming in the NBA, and apparently the Lakers now have interest in Trevor Reza, who is looking to be on his third team this season. <laughs> but the Hornets, there is news coming from Charlotte. What? Yes. No. Yes. They the got Charlotte AD. Hornets look to be in serious discussions with the Grizzlies right now about bringing Mark Gasol to Charlotte. Now, here's what I'll say. They can't screw this up. They've got plenty of bad contracts they can send back the other way. If they give up one of their kids 
in this Mark Gasol deal, I'm done with the Hornets. I'm done with them. It can't involve Bridges. It can't involve Monk. It shouldn't involve Lamb. Why can it not involve Monk? Monk's garbage, dude. Dude, Monk has been all right in this new offense. He's been all right. Let me you tell you something. You can't give up on him this quick. If you can give up. For, we're Monk. talking about for Mark Gasol, dude. Mark Gasol's 34 years old. And to be perfectly honest, the Hornets are full up on slow white guys who don't play a whole lot of defense. I know, but he's still like top 12 centers in the league. I mean, that's – his production's solid, dude. Like, so, I mean, if you can give up Malik Monk and one or two other p- scrubs. Dude, this cat. Get get him all day. Because oh. in terms of pro markets, there's not many places that's worse than So who do they need to Memphis. give to get Mark? Memphis, I mean, Memphis is a whole – I mean, Charlotte is a whole step up from Memphis, dude. Don't be hating on Memphis, man. Dude, they got good food. They have a lot of, like um, – Charlotte doesn't have anything. Uptown Charlotte, no offense, because Charlotte's a cool city, man. I, I like Charlotte more than you do, I think. It's just boring for young kids. But Beale Street, come on, dog. Oh, yeah, you can't beat Gasol's Beale been there as basically as, he's been there his entire career. He and Connolly both. Um that's a team, man, that was on the cusp. People forget how good the Grizzlies were when they had Conley, Gasol, and Zebo. They, man, they were nice. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you right now, without looking, uh-huh. I guarantee you, Mark Gasol does not live in Memphis. Um, there, I he, guarantee you, without looking, he does not live. I would in imagine, the city of Memphis. I would imagine if I had to guess that he lives somewhere down in South Haven South. or an Olive Branch, yeah, which are on the Mississippi side, but still. And some check because there's there's. Alerts coming across. I think this may have gotten done. Um, Mo Bamba's out with a stress fracture. Uh, Mike Conley, the Raptors, that's the crazy thing. The Raptors and Memphis, and there's there's conflicting reports as to how this went down. But some kind of way, the Raptors, who have the best record in the East, have had a serious conversation or two with Memphis about bringing Conley and Gasol to Toronto. Ooh. That'd now, be interesting. What what who do they give up? Kyle Lowry and Valachunas was what they offered. Now apparently Memphis wanted more than that. They wanted Ananobi in that package and Toronto balked. But now it is pivoted and they're still in conversations. They're going back and forth. This is amazing because I thought there was zero chance that Memphis was going to get rid of was going to be able to get rid of either Conley or Gasol. Um, and now there's think, rumors out. There's legit rumors about both of them. Memphis, they're trying to go into full-on rebuild and build around Jaron Jackson. Dylan Brooks, who they stole last year. Jaron Jackson's nice. Um, Jaron Jackson is the centerpiece. He's there well, for the next six you, or seven years. If you look at Memphis's team right now, what's their record? Do you know? Uh, are no. they like like way down there or are they in Midland? Uh, they're not Midland. They're pretty bad. Okay, so half – over half of Memphis, Memphis, uh, Memphis has 21 wins. They're right above Phoenix. Okay, so They're second to last. Memphis, they've had a ton of injuries. About ha- over half of their team, especially their bigs, have been injured. So this would be a good tank job, Tom, to be able to blow, like you said, blow it up and they're rebuild sixth. it. And, I, and, and see, they're they're in tough territory because. That number one belongs to Boston, except that I think it's top eight protected. I believe so too. I think it's top eight protected, or that pick conveys. So if they if they tank 
and they end up down there and they end up with a, you know the fifth, sixth, fourth, first, second, one, whatever. Pick they're they're in good shape. Well, if it's a little bit higher than that, it goes to Boston. What that tells me about Charlotte is that they have decided that Kimba Walker, they don't need to stroll him out as a trade. I think they're gonna have to embrace Kimba. You can't do it. Like there's nothing you can do in Charlotte unless they decide to tank in the next few well, years. Well, let's let's ask this question. Because you're let's always either if, you're if, always if, on if the I'm, line. If eight I'm or Magic nine. Johnson and Kimba Walker, who I think for the right package would be available, if you were Magic Johnson's seat and you had LeBron for the for just the next couple of years, and that's the whole problem with this whole we got all these kids around him. LeBron ain't interested in that. You know, we're talking about, you know, New Orleans asking for four first-round picks. That's four first-round picks. Every other year for the next seven years, that's a first-round pick. LeBron James doesn't give three shits about a first-round pick seven years from now. So he is influencing this any kind of way he can. He's like, I don't care about those picks. Give them up. But you got Kimball Walker, who is a legit star in this league. Yep. Unlike any of the three of those kids that are out there that are being bandied about by the Lakers, if you're Magic Johnson – Make me an offer for Kimball Walker right now. All right, so if I'm Magic, I already know that I can't make an offer for Kimball with what? my assets. You Why? got a bunch of – all right, I'm assuming Brandon Ingram, Ingram's in there somewhere, right? I mean, I'm asking you, what would you give for Kimball Walker? Because here's the thing. If Kimball can get out to L.A. with LeBron, Kimball will resign long-term. There's not a doubt in anybody's mind. Now, whether or not Kimball, if he stays in Charlotte – Resigns with Charlotte is still up in the air. He's saying the right things. There ain't no contract. Well, yet. let me just put it to you this but way: I don't think you... it's a good fit because what? Because Brandon Ingram, I would rather as Charlotte's owner rather have a hole in the head than get Brandon Ingram that's got a taste of L.A. But you love Kyle Kuzma. I love Kyle Kuzma, but he doesn't. He's what else are you gonna give me for my man Kimball Walker? So like, I'm asking. Right? So I'm saying if I'm Jordan, you're, you're passing. I'm like, this dude, Brandon Ingram, that looks like he'd rather be anywhere else than on a basketball court, I don't want him. So when you take that piece out that's perceived to be that good, then there's no good match. So if if all right, let's let's walk this back. And I'm not suggesting that this is what LA has offered or would, but if the Lakers show up and say ball Kuzma Ingram and two ones for Kimball Walker, Charlotte tells him get bent. You don't you think Lonzo Ball wants his contract Ends, he's going to be in Charlotte. Brother, Look, here's the thing. And my this point, is, this is, no, no, this is let something we haven't touched on. Go let ahead, me finish go ahead, my go point. Ahead. You got a guy, Kimba Walker. We can't keep stars because people don't want to be in Charlotte. You got a guy in Kimba Walker that wants to stay. We, I can't believe how much time we spent on LeVar Ball. You think Lonzo is going to hang around in Charlotte? No, when no, his no. Here's, here's the situation, bro. Get out of here with that. Trent I mean, I, Trent and I, we must not have included you in this conversation. If I'm New Orleans, in fact, I know you and I had this conversation. If I'm New Orleans, if I'm Dell Dempsey in New Orleans right now, and I'm talking to, to Magic Johnson about a package that includes Alonzo, Alonzo Ball, I'm on the phone with Phoenix trying to figure out what you're going to give me for Alonzo Ball. And LeVar Ball has said he wants to go to Phoenix. Phoenix, bro, Phoenix should open up the vault. I don't like LeVar or LeVar. I don't like Lonzo Ball's game. But you take Lonzo Ball and put him on the floor every single night with Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, bro. Let me tell you, the best thing that could ever happen, the best thing that ever could happen to Lonzo is getting out of L.A. Okay, so let's say that I'm Charlotte and I get that call and I'm like, 
I mean, we're getting too far hypothetical. I'm confusing myself. But if I'm Phoenix, I'm on the phone with everybody. And I'm like, look, if you can get Lonzo Ball, we'll give you Josh Jackson and a one if you'll send us Lonzo Ball as part of a, a part of a deal. Josh Jackson does not fit down there. They need spacers. He does not provide that. They have the post lockdown, which is kind of where Josh Jackson's at his best. He needs, he needs space down low. He's not an asset in that Phoenix system because he doesn't provide spacing. You got TJ Warren and Devin Booker. You need another shooter on the floor. Well, so do you think Josh Jackson though for in the right system for the right team? Josh Jackson still has star potential in this league. So do you think if LA gets a big deal done with maybe AD or somebody else? Let's say that it goes to New Orleans. So it's got to be think a Lonzo three- Ball would be flipped within an hour. It's got to be a three-way trade though. No. I think that Lonzo Ball, if if the package from L.A. to New Orleans includes Lonzo Ball, I think Lonzo Ball, it may be a three-deem package in the front side, but I think it's more likely they just get him, and before he ever suits up for New Orleans, he's traded to Phoenix. Phoenix wants him, he wants them, and it is a perfect fit. He is a guy that does not want to shoot the basketball, and you're, put, you're going to put him in a backcourt alongside a guy who's willing to take 40 shots a night? Perfect. Yeah. And Aiton, good God, he'd be a godsend. As it, you know, the strength of, of Ball's game is passing. You can get that big man that many more looks. It would be a great triumvirate of players for Phoenix for the next few years moving forward. And the kid and his family has already said, Phoenix is where we ought to be. In fact, they sound an awful lot like he'd prefer to be <laughs> down there instead of in L.A. Yeah. right now, yeah. to be honest. Marcus Hall will be held out on Tuesday. Look at that. That means he's gone. He's gone, brother. Yeah. Coming to Charlotte, I will be very, very, very interested to see what Charlotte gets rid of. Um, Nick Batum, perhaps. I don't know. Kaminsky may be in this deal. God, please get Kaminsky out of right? the Charlotte. Dude. I don't know why they've been treating this like he's an asset. we got to make decisions. He's garbage. Nobody in the league wants that guy. No. Nobody in the league wants that guy. So I'm going to be interested to see. I really hope. That it does involve any of the kids. But I will qualify that by saying if it is one of the kids, Monk would be the easiest to pallet. Um but he I'm, didn't be, offer I'm anything really else. interested to see what it what they give back. Um interesting things afoot. I will I'll say this though, Charlotte. You're still like making this play, making this trade, if you can put another piece with Kimba, you may make it into the playoffs, but you're still like, if you add Gasol, you're basically just said, hey, we're going to be on the 8-9 line, 7-8-9 line. But Brandon, they're going to be on the 8-9 line anyway. But no, it doesn't they, have they, to be like that. They're not in a situation. I mean, Kimba, at this point in his career, is not going to be part of a 15-win team. He's not going to do that. So they can't just go in and be like, we're going to tank. We're going to try and get that number one. And, you and know, Michael Jordan is not going to let them get over the tax, the cap taxes. That's the other piece of that. If they sign the, Kemba, they'll be in that taxes. For a mediocre team, Jordan ain't going to pay no taxes on well, that. Well, have fun. Like Charles Barkley says, don't be on that 8-9 line. You'll never win a championship. Well, we've had to find out. I'm very interested to see what's going on with Saul. You're listening to From the Cheap Seas, Chris Lambert, Brandon Atkins, Professor Trendigals. You're listening to From the Cheap Seats from Sanford, North Carolina. Everyone deserves a decent place to live. Everyone. Quiero mucho todos. Decent shelter is something we all need to thrive. 
Through shelter, we empower. Visit Habitat.org to donate today. My name is Forrest, Forrest Gump. My mom always told me, you don't have to sit down close to see the action. Sometimes it's better from the cheap seats. And that's all I gotta say about that. Welcome back to From Yeah, the welcome back indeed. Crystal Lambert, Brandon, Trent, no brick, no cap. Kind of a little butthurt about that, dude. I haven't seen Bricky in a month, man. I'm sad about that. Who do you miss more, Cap or Bricky? Bricky. No! Cap's always trying to sell me some insurance, man. So, you know. And I buy it. I'm like, yeah, I do need more coverage. You're right. Do you think um, if Cap had given the motivational speech to the Vikings, they would have made the playoffs? <laughs> Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, I do. I, I forgot something at the midway point. Usually we do this closer to halftime, but uh, I will be at Libations 139 on Chatham Street. You didn't know that happened, did you? They have officially changed the name of the I bar to it. Libations 139. After I called Chris and said it's, it's going to be Cafe, Cafe 120, 139. You did call that. That was funny. You and Baron. I like that. But Libations 139. I'll be there 630 Thursday with trivia. This week's theme rainbows don't go chase oh that's waterfalls <laughs> were there some rainbows like, in that? You, dude you sold that too like you were about to hit it i was like sounded like don't Gladys Knight. go chasing rainbows i don't think that's how the song skittles goes. oh dude ah you know what skittles should probably be one of the categories in fact uh yeah i think skittles will be involved some kind of way um, thinking movie rainbows got to be a Wizard of Oz category. Lucky Charms, and uh, I was thinking about that too. Maybe breakfast cereals. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it all out. But uh, sandals. Rest assured that the music categories, in some form or fashion, will have something to do with colors or rainbows. Be ready. Cool prizes. We have a blast. Um, new ownership over at Libations One Thirty Nine, and um, I really like what they're doing. When is Chef cool. Ham just going to buy the rest of Sanford? I thought he did already. You should be his agent. If you're listening, I'm available. I'll, I'll drop him a line. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. He needs to get up with you. This deal's All right, done, come on dude. out. Six thirty. Libations One Thirty Nine. I'll be there. We'll be done about eight thirty. It's a blast. We have a good time. Cool prize. Deal's done. What's that? It's done. All right. What happened? He's going. What's going on? Right now they're uh, trying to figure out the matching, matching of salaries. salaries. Yep. So what's the? There's no other. Why do you know it's done, dude? Oh, You're the done. same one that broke Bryce Harper to the Phillies last week. Trent. It's done. Don't bang on the table. So it's not done yet. They're still trying to figure out matching salaries. No, it's done. All right. Well, the Hornets, man, if you're talking about bad contracts, you got to start with Bismack Biombo. If they're able to unload him in this deal, um, that'll be amazing. Uh, Marvin Williams on a big, fat, bad deal. And Nick Batum is on a bad deal. So look for some combination of, of those players to be involved because – what what's Gasol say? Is he thirty four million a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a lot of salary to come up with to match. Hornets about to look a whole lot different than they did coming into uh, this week. Uh man, with just a couple no, of exceptions, Gasol's only making twenty four. Twenty four. Okay, it's Conley that's making. Yes. The, the They're thing. rumoring now that Utah or Detroit will be getting Conley. Before the trade deadline. Well, Utah's been Utah's been in the mix for Conley, 
And basically what you'd see would be a swap with Rubio um, headed to Memphis in exchange for Connolly going to Utah. There would have to be some more assets going Memphis's way. Memphis is strictly looking to clear cap space. Conley and Gasol, I don't remember if you I don't know if you guys remember Conley at one point, my, yes, the Mike Conley from the Ohio State University was the highest paid player in the NBA. He was the first of those yeah. supermaxes and was the highest paid player in the NBA. He's been hurt an awful lot. But that contract, along with Gasol and his max deal, has hamstrung Memphis because they're not one of those deep-pocketed teams. You know, Steve Ballmer out there with the Clippers got $40 billion in net worth. So the first word is they're sending one of either Biombo, Zeller, Kid Gilchrist in this deal with Malik Monk. Charlotte could also include two or three of those bigger contracts and take back Chandler Parsons if that is what it took. I say pack package um, Malik Monk and Kid Gilchrist. He is weak sauce, dude. MKG like, is having the best year of his career. And he still sucks. If you have the opportunity to unload Biombo's deal, he has to be the guy. In fact, to get rid of Biombo's deal, send Monk along with. I mean, I'm, I'm not ready to give up on Monk. Biombo's deal is a disgrace against humanity. It's one of the worst deals in basketball. They they turned Dwight Howard's bad contract basically into Bismack Biombo. It it's a crime. I sure hope Charlotte knows what they're doing. <laughs> I'm just I'm like Dude. I'm ready to cross my fingers. Clean. What's that? It doesn't sound like they do. No, well, no but I mean getting. <laughs> Look, they're in the what number seven spot in the Eastern Conference Finals. They've been yeah, they've been sort of vacillating between six and nine. Yeah, this this is a playoff team. You add Mark Gasol. There's not a player that you've named yet that I'm like would be butthurt over losing. No, me neither. Not I one. Like getting Chandler Parsons though. Not one. You, you so know, you, you want to have some bananas? Big, you you don't even realize this. Charlotte is actually first in the Southeast. Mm, that's horrible. Um, well, you do realize that means they're. A, I mean, they're a virtual lock to make the playoffs. So that means they, anytime they step out of their division, <laughs> they get open hand face slapped. They're in the seven spot right now. They are ahead of Detroit and behind Brooklyn. Brooklyn, who's playing good basketball, by the way. Yeah. Um, so Brooklyn, Davis is a team we haven't talked a whole lot about. Brooklyn, by the way, has got like a hundred million dollar space in the summer. When you're talking about Brooklyn, I owe an apology because every once in a while I am wrong. I know it, you don't hear it much because so I'm not wrong. That not. Theo Pinson is a pro. Somebody at this table said Theo Pinson was going to be on somebody's bench, and he's come out. It's due to injury, but he's come out. He belongs. He, belongs he came in. Spencer week. Dinwiddie was hurt. Yeah, and Theo came in and played for him, right? What did he get? Like nineteen the other night? You told me he got nineteen. I watched him play last night. Him Jeez. and Ed Davis, fellow Tar Heels, yay! yay. <laughs> Get it done. Oh my god! I can't. How am I supposed to do the end of the show, man? I can't focus. I've got to know what happens to Marcus. Okay, Hall. so and now I'm screwed really because I just had this conversation with my wife yesterday. And she's like, "You'd live on that phone," and I'm like, "Uh, yeah." 
And now I'm going to go home, and, and I'm going to be on this phone. You know what She's you should like, say? I just told you. You say, hey, I'm sorry, Mr. Lambert. Oh, wait, you're Nedge. I, you're my wife. You don't tell me when I can be on your phone or not. I know that's what you're thinking. That's exactly what I'm about to do. Exactly the opposite of what I'm about to do. I'm just yeah. playing, Nedge. Yeah. I'm just trying to st- stoke the fire. You that's are, man. You love them. to see conflict. Conflict. Hey, can I get a quick pass on that argument? Yeah, man. Quick pass oh dude inside joke hey, anyway long story hey, short. let me tell you who this show is not sponsored by <laughs> and that's nc quick pass you're gangsters dude straight breaking these gangsters i got no love for the toll system and nc quick pass they are the opposite of a sponsor of this show and I by that remember- i mean I had to pay out a ton of money to these folks. And folks at home are going to be like, oh, yeah, I bet that's like the time when I forgot to pay my toll when it was $8 instead of 50 cents. No, it was nothing like that why at gotta, all. Why do you got to sound like nerds? It, dude, because I know how people are going to be. I've heard people talk about it. Well, oh, so, man, yeah, I got a bill in the mail, and it was for one toll, and I forgot to pay, and it was $15. Dude, yeah, exponentially more than that. So, like, when all the local NC government were was planning that bypass or whatever that – Whatever you want to call it, uh, speed speedway. What is it? What's it called? <laughs> anyway, when they were planning on that and looking to spend the money, they were like, someone in the crowd said, "Well, how are you gonna, you know, reimburse if you're just only charging a dollar for the the use?" And they were like, <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, yeah," because dumbasses like Chris are gonna forget. To not handle it. I'm not going to blame my wife on radio. It's not going to happen. But, yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. You paid for a good portion of that thing. I did. I told you that you made part of the expressway after me now. That was painful, dude. I know what you can do. You could probably write that off. Oh, you you better believe I'll be writing it off. That is definitely a tax paid. Yeah. And if it's not, it's going to (laughs) be. The IRS is going to have to come to my house and tell me it's not. So that is one thing. Like getting on Quick Pass, I feel nervous when I'm driving up on it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm very aware that I'm about to be screwed in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, well, it is what it is, man. It is what it is. Um, ACC basketball, man. We haven't talked at all about the ACC. <clears throat> who's going? Who's going to win the ACC tournament? I am going to ahead and say Duke is going to win that easily. See, you're the same guy that said the ACC was going to deliver two teams to the Final Four. I and maybe three. Have actually. two ACC teams in the championship. Three in the Final UNC. Four. All right, just hear me out real I'm quick, listening. okay? I'm all ears, brother. Um, first of all, everybody knows Duke hangs banners up in their up in the, um, Cameron, and they love the ACC tournament. There's no way with this amount of talent that they're going to lose that tournament. Coach K puts it way up here in terms of his priorities. Um, winning the ACC championship, you're considered by the league to be the conference champions. Yes. That's why Duke players get – Duke people get so upset because uh, Dean Smith started hanging regular season banners in the Dean Dome when it even wasn't a thing. So, anyway, long story short, Duke's going to win it. UVA, Duke – Carolina has been playing well of late. You got Virginia. I said UVA. You got Virginia Tech. They're ranked number 11, by the way. And there is all you NC State fans out there, I'm sorry. They held you to 24. A lot of people don't understand that you've uh, Virginia Tech runs the second lowest pace game 
only second to Virginia in the country. They're number two. Well, it's a good thing that Virginia Tech runs that slow a pace of game because if they ran it any faster, NC State would have missed even more shots. Right. Yeah, I mean, clearly. I mean, I'm going to give credit. I'm going to give a little credit to Virginia Tech's offense, but dude, our defense, but come on. But once they get into com- tournament play, yeah. there's a lot of teams. You no, know, Virginia got – they ran into a buzzsaw last year. I think somebody called that a number one seed would get beat last year. But Virginia Tech – Ooh, it's never happened before. Virginia Tech's got one of those games that it's like playing Georgia Tech in football. They got a style that teams are not going to see coming. They're going to be like, oh, Virginia Tech, where are they ranked? Currently number 11. Yeah, but that gets you through. That That's the kind of thing that delivers you to the Sweet 16. But then when teams have a chance, that's when you're playing the, you know, the cream of the crop, the teams that are hot. I could see Virginia Tech as a Sweet 16 team, but nothing beyond that. I, I, see mean, a I, le- can't. I, I see mean, Syracuse a- is a team. I generally pencil Syracuse into the Sweet 16 because they're going to run that stupid-ass zone, and they're going to beat somebody they shouldn't beat along the way into the Sweet 16. Sometimes it works out for me. Sometimes it doesn't. But I think Virginia Tech's moved into that realm. Virginia is the team. You're talking about a team that has played a system is tough. They are a talented team, and they are absolutely coming into the postseason with a chip on their shoulders. Yeah. Virginia is the team nobody in America is going to want to play. No. No. Never. Um, I mean, just think about – look at – they've blown out good, good teams by yeah. 20. The only time they really lost was against Duke in Cameron. Who's going to take that away from them? So that's what I'm saying. I, I think at least two ACC teams get into the Final Four this year. I think you may have a handful in the Elite Eight. And um, – I mean, if you look, the top 25 is littered with ACC teams yet again. It's clearly the best basketball. I don't. Do you believe in Tennessee? Do I believe in what? Tennessee. Don't you think they're kind of fake? I do is that fake think news? they're kind of fake in the same way that I felt a couple of times that Kentucky was kind of fake. The SEC is just not a good basketball conference right. from top to bottom most years. Tennessee can't take anything away. What did they win, 17 straight, something like that? Something like that. Um Tennessee's playing good basketball. I'm not blown away when I watch them play. Um, dude, I, it's hard for me to take my eyes off of Duke. I mean, Duke is so good. And if they're healthy, those four kids, man, I, it's hard for me to imagine somebody going in and without something crazy happening, Duke <laughs> losing a ball game through tournament play. We'll see, man. Appreciate you hanging out with us from the Cheap Seats. Check us out on social media at Cheap Seat Radio. Peace! You're listening to Krista Lambert and Brandon Adkins on From the Cheap Seats, a production of Cheap Seats Radio.